in your focus. You and I are going to have to start going on the word of the Lord, not on the things that are in front of us. That you and I are going to have to fall in love with what he said more than the fear of what we see that is in front of us. The question is today, ladies and gentlemen, which carries more weight? What you see in front of you or what he said over your life? I must have a nevertheless in my focus. Am I wanting to be marked by God or marketed by man? My test is not greater than my testimony. This mess is not greater than my message. He's not finished writing the word over my life yet. I must choose nevertheless. Somebody who's got it nevertheless, give God praise this morning. If you came here to get by, give him praise. If you came here to have an encounter with the Lord, somebody give him praise right here. Come on, I want you to push in this morning. Somebody who needs Jesus more than the next breath they breathe, give him praise. We worship him. with me all over the room. I am completely uninterested in having a religious experience. I would have stayed in bed if that was the case. We have gone through funeral after funeral. We drove in from Ohio yesterday from having to bury one of our loved ones of our family, but he's still faithful. He's still true. He's still good. His mercy is still everlasting. He is good and his mercy endures forever. I know it's cold and I know it's rainy, but I want it to be on fire and hot and I want to burn from him and I'm bringing him a sacrifice of praise this morning. Anybody got a praise today? Come on, somebody just for the next 30 seconds. Shake yourself loose up. We pull off the bands of heaviness. We cast down apathy and indifference today. We enter your gates with thanksgiving. We come into your courts with praise on our lips. We are thankful unto you. And we bless your name for you are good. You are good. You are good. You are good. You've been good. You are good. You will be good. Somebody give God a shout of praise in the place this morning. to sit quiet. Uh, you've been too good for me to sit lazy. You've been too good for me not to give you praise. Uh, you've been too good. It rains on the just. It rains on the unjust. We say blessed be the name of the Lord in this place today. Oh, you've been so to me, to me. who's grateful how good God's been give him a praise right there oh I still declare it's your turn I, I still prophesy it's your turn this may very well be the day that God unlocks that 
thing in your life. I dare you to offer a sacrifice. We bless you, Jesus. We bless you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It feels like Judah now. It feels like Judah now. It feels like Judah now. You could enter into casually. I'm not interested in a casual encounter. I want to have a place. I want to have such a mark in the presence of the Lord that I know undeniable that God was on his throne and in his house today. Somebody say amen. Father, we just pray right now for the kind of anointing to come into this place that would destroy yokes and remove burdens. We take our umbrella down this morning and we say rain on us, Holy Spirit. We say it may be cold in the atmosphere of the outside, but we have fire that is shut up in our bones today. We glorify you. We glorify you. We glorify your great name. Somebody give him the praise of the morning right there. Come on, somebody give him the praise of the morning right there. Amen. 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 Let me pastor for a minute. I'm afraid somebody may miss their healing if I don't praise. I'm afraid somebody's going to come in here and not get delivered if I don't praise. I'm afraid that somebody I've been praying for is not going to have an interaction with an angel unaware if I don't do, if I don't travail and labor in praise. You understand? We we can sit in the recliner of our religiosity if we want to, but there are too many people counting on my dream to come true for me to casually approach. I just can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Amen. Somebody say amen with me this morning. So many times you met my needs. Okay. seated in the presence of the Lord this morning. Be seated in the... (laughs) 
when I was when I was up this morning, I, I got here, I got here early today, and, and I knew, based upon what the word the Lord gave me, that we were going to be in a fight today. Well, I came to get some licks in. I didn't come to take all of them. I came to throw through a few of them myself. So I knew that there was going to be a level of warfare that we were going to have to encounter and engage today because I believe God wants to take somebody to another level. And you've been fighting an enemy on that level and wondering why the intensity is so hot. But the Lord says the reason why the intensity is so hot is because I'm showing you where I'm trying to take you. With a new level comes a new devil. It's a new level of warfare. But hear me today. The weapon still will not prosper. At every level, it may be a more intense weapon, but that doesn't mean that weapon still gets to win. Somebody say amen this morning. Nevertheless, nevertheless, I'm preaching this morning on the subtitle of the message, Living on Another Level. How many of you are satisfied with where you are? How many of you are not satisfied with where you are? You know there's something more than when you're thankful. Listen, it's not an indictment of, of, of dissatisfaction with where you are, but you know that there's another level of glory. There's another level of faith. There's another level of strength. There's another level of whatever your thing that you're, you're, you, you, are, you are content in all things, but that doesn't mean you're satisfied. It's a balance of learning how to be content with where you are, but not being satisfied with where you are. And today, I believe that the Lord is, is going to show us, going to reveal to us life on another level. Life on another level. I, I, I feel the, the teaching gift this morning much more than the preaching gift. I don't know. We may sweat by the time this thing's over with. But I really feel prompted of the Lord to, to really allow this thing to saturate. Um, here we go. McDonald's offers you a supersize. Sonic offers a Sonic size. Bojangles offers a bow size. Burger King offers a king size. Starbucks will allow you to venti it. Chick-fil-A will allow you to make it large. And 7-Eleven offers a big gulp and then a super big gulp. Here's the point I'm making to you this morning. That there are places of service that say if you do not want to live in the regular, we will make a room and a place for you and we will offer you something that is beyond the norm. If you are hungry and you are not satisfied for the regular sized, that there is a place of service that you and I can live in if we're willing to sacrifice a little more. And we cannot have a regular sized fry, we can have a bow sized fry. We don't have to have a McDonald's regular sized cheeseburger with french fries and a drink. We can have a supersized french fry and drink that that we don't have to although we may have it our way we don't have to always have it the regular way here's the point 
They're saying to you that if you desire more and you are not satisfied with normal portions, we have another level to offer you. I am preaching to people this morning who I pray that are not satisfied with regular normal experience in Jesus. A regular, normal, marginal, whatever is proportionate to my personal capacity that I'm not living for what Jesus can do for me in the confines of my happy meal. But I'm looking for God to release to me life and a portion and a proportion on another level. Listen, it's amazing to me all throughout the Bible where we see people living, men and women both, living on much more abundant levels. I'm not talking about just money and prosperity, but I'm talking about prosperity in multiple ways. That a little boy with enough faith can destroy a giant that will set him up for a throne. That, that over and over again, he gets king size and then king size and then king size until it is abundantly clear that, he may, that his predecessor may be slaying thousands, but he has the propensity and the power on the inside of him to slay tens of thousands. Listen, supersized believers are not satisfied with normal portions. Um, and not only are they not satisfied with normal portions, but watch this. Not only do they receive more, they want to give more. They want to love God more. They want to worship God more. They want to love others more. That they have this desire on the inside of them that the more of the uh, next level they live in God, the more well-rounded they become and the more capacity they create to be able to do more for God. I believe that the presence of the Lord, as it relates to nevertheless today, is God's desire is for his beloved to live on another level. How do we get there? How is it that we live on another level? Well, let me give you the answer already at the introduction. How we live on another level is by learning not to live at all. Let me say it again. That for you and I to live on another level, we have got to learn how to stop living. Now let me give you the text. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. For I am crucified with Christ. And nevertheless not I, but it is Christ that lives within me. For me to live on the next level, I must learn how to stop living so that I can begin living. Now, Paul is a living being talking about how he died. Do you see it? For I am crucified with Christ. I've been crucified with Christ, and nevertheless not I, but it is Christ that lives within me. I believe that this is the verse of our entire year, where you and I must learn to decrease so that he may increase and then provide increase in our life. That the more he lives in us, the more living we really get to do. Paul is a living being talking about how he died. Or let me say it another way. Paul is a dead man talking to us about how he's really living. Do you see it? I've been crucified with Christ. And nevertheless, not I, but Christ now lives within me. Regular-sized Christians have no problem with Jesus being crucified for them. 
Hear me. The, the overwhelming majority of Christians today love the fact that Jesus was crucified for them. But look at the text. He's not interested in being crucified for you. He's interested in being crucified with you. At some point in this message, you're going to catch what I'm throwing. That he's not interested in just hanging on a cross by himself for you. But he's also, he's very interested in hanging on a cross for you in ways you can't so that he can afford you ways you can. For I have been crucified with Christ. The invitation here is for us to be, not Jesus to be. For us to be crucified with him, not just be cru him be crucified for us. Do you hear what I'm saying this morning? That, that it's not about what he did only. That's called salvation. And we listen, there's no way that you and I could afford the propitiations of our sin. He had to come as the sinless, spotless lamb to take away the sins of the world. But that doesn't get me and you off the cross. It got us off of the cross for we, us to be saved, but there's still a cross you and I must still climb on. It became so alive to me, and I think I'm going to deal with it on Wednesday because of time today. In John chapter 15, over and over again, if, if I remain you, you're the true vine, and if I remain in you and you remain in me and bear, bear fruit, there, there's a season of not bearing fruit, there's a season where you bear fruit and then you wear, bear much fruit, and then ultimately the goal is that you, you remain fruitful. I may deal with it in detail on Wednesday, a Bible study, but, but I, I look at verse number four. He says, abide in me. And I in you, and as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless not I, but Christ, thou lives in me. This word abide, it shows up 11 times in this particular chapter, and Jesus uses the word abide 50 times in his teachings. It's so important because Jesus right here is speaking of intimacy with him. And most of us want to have fellowship. We don't want to have intimacy. Philippians 3.10, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection. That's where Pentecost wants to be. We want to live in the power of his resurrection. But listen, you've got to be balanced. You must also live in the fellowship of his suffering and also be conformed and also confirmed into the imagery of his death. There's something about you and I living a crucified dead man's life so that we can live an exalted supernatural one in the natural. The word abide here in the Greek is meno, M-E-N-O, meno, meno. It, it literally means, watch this, to hang with. If you will hang in me, and I will hang in you, and the branch cannot bear fruit unless it hangs in the vine, and neither can you hang unless you hang in me. Most... Uh, the reason why he wants us to live crucified is so that we're qualified to hang with him. Jesus is using this word to let me, listen, most Christians don't want to hang with Jesus, we want to visit him. 
Most Christians, most believers don't want Jesus to hang with them. Because the truth of the matter is, is most believers don't want to hang. It is quiet in this Holy Ghost-filled church. But I'm trying to get you to another level. Listen, for every level to be achieved, there is another level of sacrifice that will be required. Let me say it another way. There's another level of crucifixion. There's another thing we got to put on the cross. There's another dimension of us that has to be put on the cross. Listen, mm, regular Christians, they want to chill with Jesus. Because he's the cool guy. And they want to chill with Jesus. Listen, Jesus doesn't want to chill with you. He wants to hang with you. Uh, he wants to hang with you. Are you picking up what I'm... He doesn't want to be the only one crucified. And most... Oh, God, here we go. You ready? Most of us, anytime we sacrifice, we become a martyr. All you got to do is live in a house with a mother who did all the cooking. Get off the cross. We can build a fire with that wood. We, be, we become crucified, but, but it's not crucified as in unto death. It's crucified as in murdered so we can become a matriarch. Listen to me. What God is wanting to do is hang with you. The fact that he gave himself for you, now he wants you to give yourself for him. There are things that you can never give him. That's why he atoned for them. But there are things that he did not atone for so that you could be a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord. Watch this. Which is your reasonable act of worship. It's reasonable for me to not cheat on my wife. It's reasonable. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying? It's reasonable for me to offer to him a sacrifice. It's reasonable for me to lay down the areas of my life that I'm can. Lay them down for. Mm. Look at Romans 6. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. The reason he wants us dead is so that we can live. Unless a seed falleth to the ground and dies, it cannot produce. He wants you and me dead. He wants to hang with us. <sighs> Knowing that, watch this, this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be a slave to sin. Verse 7, for he who has died has been freed from sin. Could it be the reason we're still struggling with the same thing over and over again? It's because we won't hang with Jesus. We won't hang with him. We want to chill with God. And as long as we stay in favor and everything's cool, we're cool. But the moment he asks us to climb on our cross, mm, not sure about all this. Romans 8.36, it is written, for your sake, we are killed all day long. 
we get rammed and waylaid all day long for his sake. And we are accounted as sheep for a slaughter. There's something powerful about persecution. Because it produces perseverance. The reason he doesn't let everything good always be good is because he's trying to work it for the good. And you, will be, you and I will become sick if all we eat are sugary things. 2 Corinthians 4.11, for we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our flesh, our mortal flesh. So then death is working in us, but life is working in you. The more I try to make it happen, the more I'm killing stuff. But if I will just climb on the cross and stop wiggling, you don't hear what I'm saying. If I'll just get on the cross and stop wiggling, I'll truly be able to live. The thing we've been wanting to have is abundant life, but it only comes in living in him, not living for ourselves. The more I'm dying to me, the more I'm living in him. 2 Timothy chapter 2. This is a faithful saying. <laughs> Here it is. You ready? Look at the text. Paul is writing to his spiritual son, Timothy. This is a faithful saying. If you want to be full of faith, grab hold of this language, is what he's saying to his spiritual son. For if we died with him, we shall also live with him. If we endure, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. Watch this. But if we are faithful, he remains, if we, even if we are faithless, he remains faithful. Watch this. Because he cannot deny himself. For me to live must be in Christ because the only way I get accepted is in him. The more I live for me, the less opportunity I have to live truly. But the more I deny me, the more I receive him. And the more I receive him, the more he must receive me because for he cannot deny himself. And if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away and all things are made new. It doesn't happen because I got over or I got new and approved or I got nipped, tucked, plucked or whatever, pumped. Hallelujah. It's because I am in Christ. And when he looks at me, he's looking in a mirror. Come on, y'all. He's looking in a mirror. He says, I accept what I'm looking at right here. That's why I must remain in him and him alone. Jesus here, the power of this passage is Jesus cannot deny himself. Therefore, I must live in him because he cannot deny himself. He can deny me, but he cannot deny himself. When we live in him, we have guaranteed acceptance. When we live, thank you, when we live in him, we have guaranteed acceptance. Thank you. Galatians 2.20. For I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, not I. I'm dead. I must learn to stop wiggling. 
so that he can live in me. Oh, God. Here's what he said to me earlier this morning. I gave up the ghost on the cross so that you could receive him on the cross. The reason he gave him up on the cross is so that while we're hanging on ours, we can receive. He opened his mouth to release the ghost so that you and I can open our mouths to receive the ghost. But all the transaction happens on the cross. Okay. Jesus not only invites us to hang, but also to die. Watch this. What dies? What must die? Let me help you. You. Me. We have to die. Have you, have you ever offended a dead person? You may have made a mockery of that legacy, but you cannot offend that person. Because a dead person doesn't have, an, doesn't have open ears. Can you make a gesture that, that a dead person goes, oh yeah, you want some of this? No. Because a dead person doesn't have vision in the natural anymore. Okay. If I die, he lives. Well... That means the reverse must be true. That if I continue to live, I allow him to die in me. It's so amazing to me to watch people fall away from the Lord. That the, script, the scriptural word is called backsliding. It's called backsliding. In the book of Jeremiah, the prophet Jeremiah says, Oh, that, that you would allow the Lord to heal you from backsliding. There's an atonement, there's a healing that happens with people in a backslidden state. That word literally means to fall back on your haunches and not move. It doesn't mean you slide to the left, slide to the right. That's not what it means. It, means. it doesn't mean you go backwards, it means you sit and stay stuck. You drop the bird. It, it was a, okay, this wasn't in my notes, but I feel the Holy Spirit. It was a term that was used with animals, specifically donkeys. Because they were called beasts of burdens. So everything that would happen as it related to the donkey was it would be piled with baggage. And the, 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 the owner of the donkey would lead the donkey into the area. As the donkey carried the burdens, the one that was the master would lead the beast of burden with the burdens. But there would get a point where the donkey got sick of where the master was trying to take him. And he wouldn't buck and run away. He would just sit down, allow the burdens to fall off of his back and say, I'm not moving any further than this. Most of us think backsliding is going back to addiction. But the truth of the matter is biblical backsliding is staying where you are. And he did not die for you to die and then live on the same level. To be 40 years into faith and you still are as immature as the day you got saved. Help us, Holy Ghost. The cross was too important. Grab that image for me, Nick. He was crucified. Watch this. All of my sins died there. 
I was crucified with him. And every bit of my sins died right there. Don't get caught up on the people on the ground. Get caught up on the ones beside him. Because that's where we're headed. All of my sins did not die with me hanging. It died with him hanging. All of myself. all of, Listen, my sins really died there. My selfish motives really died there. Don't just look at the horror of this experience, but also see the beauty of the opportunity for me to live a supersized believer's lifestyle. There's beauty in this horror. Because while I was yet a sinner, he still died. And all of my sin, and all of my shame, and all of my bondage, and all of my brokenness, it all got crucified with him right there. Therefore, Philippians 1.21, for me to live is Christ. But to die? That's next level stuff. Just a few days ago, the solemn, awesome privilege of laying to rest a credible man in our church. Just a few days ago, up in Columbus, Ohio, laying to rest. That's why the Bible says, precious are the death of his saints. Because for you to truly die is for you to truly have the opportunity to live. What we're discussing this morning is the supernatural result of that in the natural realm. Matthew 16, he said to them, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself Take up his cross and follow me. Watch this. And whoever desires to save his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake, you're really going to live. You're really going to live. You're really going to live. I am, since... Since we started doing multiple services, I have become a massive tea drinker, especially in between services. It's the only way I can survive, because y'all bring a scream out of me most Sundays. Y'all tried really good not to today. I'm just teasing. Can you see the heat from that? What's interesting to me about tea, hot tea. Now, I'm a sweet, I've been a sweet tea drinker all my life. Hallelujah. And I like the pellet ices from Zaxby's. Come on, I will, stop by, I will stop by Sonic to get a large Sonic-sized cup of ice just to go pour it in sweet because I don't like their sweet tea. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm not talking about sweet tea this morning. I'm talking about hot tea. And... Um, one of my armor bears, he, he makes tea for me when, he, when he's not working, when he's here and, and not working. He, he will make tea. And when I walk into the office, 
I can always count on my tea being ready. Now, I, the rest of the people who are armor bearers, they, they are terrible, and they don't make tea for me. And um, the truth will just set you free this morning. Just teasing. And, <clears throat> but but Danny, Danny's awesome. I can always count on, as soon as I walk in the, the back room, it doesn't matter what time, there's always piping hot tea waiting on me. But I, I've learned something over the course of the last few years. I told you I'm going to teach this morning, so I'm about to wax youth pastor for a minute, okay? All of you really spiritual people, just pray in tongues, okay? I'm going to make it practical for, for people who really live, okay? All right. Here's what I've learned. I've learned that there are actually two types of hot tea drinkers. They're dippers and they're soakers. Danny is a dipper. He dips. He, he's a dipper. He, he will take my hot tea and he'll put his little, the, the little tea packet in the tea and he'll just dip. Yeah, up and down, in and out, in and out, up and down, in and out. He, it usually has a string attached to it. Because the only way you can be up and down, up and down is if you have a string attached. It'll be in and out. But, but from Danny's perspective, the power of this relationship is when it goes in but not too long... So you can pop it out to make it cold again, to dip it back in to make it cold again. To not mess with God all week long, but dip in on Sunday. We'll, we'll dip in on Sundays. That's what we'll do. We'll, we'll dip in in crisis. We'll, we'll, we'll dip, but as soon as it gets too hot, we'll also dip out. Y'all not going to turn you. Our devotional life here, yeah, but as soon as it gets too hot, we're going to dip. Now watch me dip. Oh, sorry. That's the wrong song. My bad. But the truth of the matter is, before too long when you dip out, you're going to be nay, nay. And, and, um, sorry. It was a really bad dad joke, but it worked for my head. And some of you will be singing that the rest of the afternoon. You're welcome. But watch this. In order for the dipper to be a dipper, there must be a string attached. So, I, fine, I'm going to serve God, but I'm going to serve him with a string attached. And as soon as it gets twisted, what, what Danny does in my office, and it still really terrifies me because I'm a germaphobe in a lot of ways, but as soon as it gets to the right color of the tea for him, he'll pull the tea bag out, and he'll squeeze the hot tea. Now, I don't know if he's washed his hands. <laughs> but I can always count. The reason I know he's a dipper is because as soon as he gets all the tea out, he discards it like it was a never a part of the equation. So he has squeezed it for everything he could get out of it and then throws it away. Because as long as I get what I think I need, there's no need in keeping it in hot water. He's a dipper. Now, see, I'm not a dipper. 
And the reason I'm not a dipper is because, watch this, is because to me, it's a lot of work to be a dipper. Come on. It's a lot of work to be a dipper. I got to stand there and do this. I got to stand there and twist. I got to stand here and burn my fingers. I got to, that's a lot of work to be a dipper. To me, it takes more work to dip in and out of church than being in it. To me, it takes, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. It takes more work to do all the dipping. Nah, they made me mad today. I'm not showing up. Nah, they do this up. I'm not, I'm going to dip. I'm going to dip. That's ah, too complicated. I'm just going to dip. I'm, I'm going to dip. That's too hot a water. I'm just, I'm just going to dip. It's okay. See, I'm not a dipper because I just think it takes too long. I'm the other part of the tea drinker. I'm what you call a soaker. And, and a soaker is there's no string attached. And whatever is in the tea packet is going to flow into the water, and whatever's in the water is going to flow into the tea bag. And I drop the bag, I drop the packet, I drop the baggage, and I leave it alone. And the reason, because the longer the bag sits in the water, the more transformation takes place. And, and the longer, listen, it's like the bag and the hot water were made for each other. And, and listen, I want to abide in him. I want to hang with him. I want to be in him and him be in me and whatever's in him flows into me and whatever's in me has to flow into him and I don't have to worry about what's in the bag as long as the bag is going to do what the bag needs to do. I don't have to stress out. I don't have to put my hands on it. I don't have to touch it. All I got to do, you ready, is taste and see just how good it is to be a soaker and I'm here today to tell you Climb up on the cross today and be crucified with him. Don't dip in and dip out. Don't pull one hand off and pull one hand down. No, no. If you want to live, soak, abide under the shadow of his wing. It's the difference between being a dipper and a soaker. If you want to live on the next level, Ah, for I have been crucified with Christ, and nevertheless, not me, but Christ lives within me. Look at the text. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself as a ransom just for me. So I'm going to soak in that. I, and if he wants to climb up on the cross, bless God, I'll climb up on my cross. I, I'll do what I need to do. Why? Because Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2, I'm looking unto Jesus who, who is the author and the finisher of my faith. I want to be where Jesus is. And if he went on the cross, I'll be crucified with him. And for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross what in the world was the joy the joy was the fact that he and I were going to get to hang together it was joy for him that he and I could hang together and be crucified with him today how do you live on another level climb up there and then get crucified there stand with me all over the room I believe that the nevertheless key to your next level is the place of sacrifice that the Lord has been asking 
from you. That the key for me to go to the next level is when I stop asking Jesus to die for me. And by receiving him dying from me, I tell him, now I want to die in you. Anybody thankful for the cross today? Come on, come on, just speak praise right here all over the room. Come on, I, don't dip, don't dip. Come on, don't dip, just thank you for the cross. Don't dip out right now, come on, thank you for the cross. I dare you just to open both hands wide as the sky right there, just thank him for the cross. Ah, we praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Come on, let's soak for a minute. I want us to soak in this. Come on, I believe that the water's flowing through some of the situations in your life. Some of the baggage in your life, I believe the water, the Spirit of God is flowing in right now. And He's transforming the flavor. are listening. Speak, Lord, your servants are listening. right there for just a minute. Listen, I, I didn't think this illustration was going to hit the way it hit. But I just heard the Holy Spirit say that somebody's been on the brink of dipping. You're about to dip out. Just close your eyes all over the room. You're about to dip. You're about to dip out. You're about to give up. You've been weary. You're exhausted. You're tired. You're about ready to throw in the towel. I don't know if it's an old lifestyle that's luring you back. I don't know if it's just the fatigue or the warfare. But I hear the Lord saying that there's somebody trying to grow weariness. Come on, don't grow weariness. You're not a farmer of weariness. Come on, you're a farmer of faith. If you're going to grow anything, grow faith. We're going to grow perseverance. We're not going to grow weariness. You're in this room today, and you've been on the brink of dipping. I just believe there's hope for you. I believe there's faith for you. I believe there's a charge for you this morning. Come on, come on, come on. We just worship right here. Soak. I just want us to soak. You've been out of his presence too long. That's why it's gotten cold. Come on.
Jesus. 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 Jesus.
Lord, we repent. We repent, oh God, for every time that we thought you were requiring too much of us. We ask you, God, to receive our confession for every time we've rejected your drawing because we thought you were asking too much of us. Jesus, we repent. We repent for every time we tried to save our life when you were trying to give us an abundant one. Forgive us, oh God, for our carnality and our nearsightedness. Forgive us, oh God, for every time we did not trust you to be the resurrector. God, I pray that you would help us to give our whole life to you. Our individualness belongs to you. Our relationships belong to you. Our gifts and our callings belong to you. Our passion, our desires belong to you. Our intellect and our emotions belong to you. We lay our bodies to you, O oh Lord, as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto you, O oh God. Receive our act of worship today by our presentation before you. We bring everything to the table, God. The things we love about us and the things we are insecure in. We present our entire bodies to you today. And we say, kill everything that's not of you. Kill every carnal mindset. Kill every act of disobedience. Kill every selfish motive. Create in us a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within us, oh God. We want to hang with you today, oh God. Let us abide. We want to soak. We want to be transformed. <laughs> we give up our ghost. And today we ask to receive your spirit in our life. Oh God, not our will, but yours be done. We decrease so that you may increase in our life. to you Holy Spirit 
we yield. We tap out today, oh God. We yield to you. name in Jesus name somebody one more time thank you for the cross thank you for the cross now I want you to be counter carnal thank him for the cross that he's asked you to carry Thank you. We boast in our infirmities. <laughs> that you may be exalted in our lives, oh God. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Amen. How many soakers are in the room this morning? Listen, before we transition, before we leave today, I can't, I can't, I can't get away from it. Give me that camera right there. Give me the center camera. I just feel like I'm ministering to a minister right now. Just pray with me right here. You're watching because you're weary. You're exhausted. You're fatigued from fighting the good fight of faith, ready to dip out, make decisions contrary to your calling. Temptations have become more alluring than the destiny that is set on you because of the weariness that you feel in the fight. And I hear the Lord saying, stop wiggling, give up, and let me lead that ministry. Today I speak life to you. Today I speak faith to you. God has not went back on his assignment over your life. His word cannot return void. It must accomplish that in which it's sent it to do. And you must accomplish the word that he has on the inside of you to give. How will they know if there's not a preacher? Eternity is hanging in the balance. And instead of you living in victory, you feel like the enemy has his foot on your head. Today, I'm here today to tell you that stronghold is broken in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Weary, wounded warrior, be healed in the name of Jesus. Lift up those hands right there. Come on. Lift up those hands right there. I prophesy and decree health, wholeness, freedom in the Holy Spirit, power, function, and what you cannot do in your own strength. The wind of the Spirit, the anointing of God will come in and breathe breath again. Joy is coming back into your life is not your portion. It's healing for you. It's healing for you. Ah! Wounded church member. Wounded church member. You quit going to church and now you're watching worship when God has created you to be a worshiper because you feel like you're safe in your believer's bubble. I hear the Lord say you believe again. Trust again. Come again. 
Lord saying, I will allow the balm of Gilead. Thank you, Holy Ghost. The healing balm of Gilead is coming over that wound right now. And if you'll stop picking at it, God said, I'll heal it. I'll heal it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Good Lord. I guess we're going online today. You've been living in shame because of your sin. He died so that you can walk free and forgiven. I can't go to church because they know my story. Listen, you don't go to church, you go to God. You don't go to church, you go to God. You're not going to religion, you're not going to a denomination. You're coming to Jesus. Listen, he will turn and he will weaponize that shame. He will take that guilt and that sinful act and he will weaponize it and then you will become a trophy of grace. If you believe he's working, he works it all together. Don't forsake your assembly because you think your shame it's too big. His grace is sufficient. Where sin abounds, grace doth much more abound. I, I prophesy to you that every place of sin is where grace is about to invade in Jesus' name. Woo, I feel a grace invasion coming over somebody's life today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Woo, I feel like I'm back in March right now. <laughs> Come on, somebody give God a praise for what's coming, for what it is, for your next level. We love you today. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your word today. We love you today. There is a nevertheless in our life, oh God. And it's not us, it's you that lives within us. Increase us a thousand times more than what we are and fulfill every promise that you've given us. In the name of the Father, the freedom of the Son, the power of the Spirit, we ask these things. Amen and amen and amen. Listen, before you leave today, I just have one announcement for you, just one announcement. Before you leave today, this coming Saturday, our parent night is a fundraiser for our kids, but it is also an opportunity for you to get away from yours. Hallelujah. At least for a couple hours. I mean, don't leave them here. Come on, don't leave them here. But this coming, this Saturday, Saturday, right, Pastor Matt? Saturday, come on, the, the times are up there, I believe. Times are up there. It's a great opportunity for you. If you have a significant other, are you trying to find one? You better not be married and trying to find one. That's a separate issue altogether. Now, it's a great opportunity for you to come and allow your kids to be in a safe place for you to be able to truly be together. Listen, if, if, you, if God's blessed you with a wife, he's blessed you with a good thing and you have obtained favor from the Lord. It didn't say he who finds a husband found a good thing. Now, you didn't have to amen that. But, but it says he who finds a wife, take your wife out on a date and don't look at her and say where you want to go. Because you're not going to be able to go where you want to go. Oh, it got awkward right there, didn't it? So have a plan. Hallelujah. And let part of that plan be a fundraiser for the kids' ministry, but also an opportunity for you to be able to get away with your spouse 
Amen. Those of you that have been blessed to be single, and let me tell you, if you're single, you're blessed. Every, that was a lot of married people said, amen, you're blessed. A lot of married people say, amen, you're blessed. And listen, and the reason why I tell you that is because the book says that. It says that when you are living in your stage of singleness, you have more time to give over to the things of the Spirit. Your prayer life is more potent than married people's because you have less distractions according to Scripture. So in other words, you have no excuse. Hear me today. I dare you to date Jesus this weekend. I mean, we all get married to him anyway. You might as well take him to the movies. But don't watch a movie he won't stay at. Come on. Come on. Don't take him to a restaurant. He, never mind. You, you get what I'm saying. I love you today. The parent nights out is going to be an incredible time. We love you. Listen, before you leave today, greet someone in the name of the Lord to the degree of your, listen to me. I know that COVID has compromised our connectivity. But that does not mean you still can't fellowship. It may be distance from here. Listen, the positive thing is that you'll never smell someone's bad breath. And if you do, then you really ought to bless them with some six feet mints. Hallelujah. I wouldn't point at you, Geraldo. <laughs> and so just please, before you leave today, take a minute. Find somebody maybe you haven't spoken to in a while or, or find someone that you've never and introduce yourself. And you don't have to touch. You can still remain socially distanced. But listen, listen, we've got to be together. And we've got to stay together. And part of that is connectivity. Amen? I love you today. Have an incredible rest of the week. We'll see you Wednesday. Bible study, Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. We're going to abide. Hallelujah. God bless you.